Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Insane in the membrane. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane, with me, Rich Wilson. And this week I'm joined by the wonderful John O'Sullivan. Here he is. Hello. Poor you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you couldn't get anyone else, so it's just me this week. They're all too all the all the well knowns are too busy, so you've got me. <laughs> this is where I'm at now with guests. I'm getting friends on. <laughs> I know, this is how desperate you'll be getting pets on next. <laughs> Where do we find you this morning, John? Where are you? I'm in Scarborough. Are you? Do you live there? Not at all. No, I I I thought I'd come away for a week and stay in my friend's Airbnb because I'm trying to get on with things and I can't get on with things. And I've spent my entire time on Grinder uh, here. <laughs> and Grinder <laughs> in Scarborough is like, you know, remember the game Guess Who? I do. Like yes. Bob or Robert, and they were all just basically ugly. People. That's what grinders <laughs> like here. It's like Chernobyl. It's, it's, have you just? I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. So have you just gone? Have you just gone there just to just just? Have you? Have you tra- are you travelling around each town trying to use up all the grinders? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes, like tick I'm, all the I'm doing a book. I've got a book deal about grinder and what where the best places are in England. And I can tell you that the worst place in England for grinder is Scarborough, followed by Dorset. <laughs> Followed by Bridport in Dorset and really? East Grinstead, where my parents live. Yeah. Oh, I thought Bridport would be quite interesting. It's a nice little town. Anything coastal, they're a bit inbred. Oh, really? A bit Norfolk. <laughs> Hello, Rich. Hello, John. It's lovely to have you. Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. We so we know each other, but we don't really know each other. This is this is we, why. Well, I was I, I was interested in getting you on. I came to see you. Well, I didn't come to see you. Actually, I have to be honest. I came no. to see Clinton Baptiste and Alex. That's right. And I was with Vaughan, and then we all met up for a drink afterwards and fell in love a little bit. Well, I did yes, anyway. We did. There was you, your good lady to be, and now is your good lady, Kate. There was uh, Alex Vaughan. And a, a man called Sean who had a fried egg on a piece of string, but we won't talk about him. <laughs> do you remember him? I do remember him. And he, and he kind of went, yeah, that's what he does. And we all went. Yeah, well, oh, tried yeah. going on holiday with him. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah, they, they found it a hoot in Turkey. And um, 
So that's how we met. And I saw you do the compare job. Not, yeah, it, not yeah. compare job, sorry. Warming up, warm up job, yeah. Yeah, but that's what you were. You were just chatting with guests being funny, obviously, because that's what you do. So that's the first yeah. time I've ever seen you, heard about you, but ever since then I've been quietly in love with you. I'm not just saying oh. that. You're, one, you're, you're, a, you're a very... When I was younger, right, and many years ago, there was a, a guy who was always a brilliant compare. I don't know if he still does it now. Is Steve Kamos. Yes. And you've got that same likability as him, which I think is massively important when you do, you know, do what you do. I think I prefer likability and funny than asshole and funny. I think it's, yeah, I mean, when I do, that's the job of the warm-up or the job of the MC is to be, you're kind of on the side of the, of the audience rather than kind of against them. You're yeah. telling them like, we are going to have a really good time tonight. We are going to have yeah. fun. And it's, yeah, I don't know where it you comes can't, from. You can't train that um, at all. No. You can't. It's, it's, either, it's in you or it's not. And people yeah. like Steve and you have got that thing that just enables you Thank to be you, able to mate. talk to people, take the piss a little bit, but effectively be funny. So that's a good thing. Anyway, that's oh, my compliment you, over. Mate. There's not going to be any more. <laughs> I was going to say, what's, what's this leading up to? <laughs> I know. Do you fancy uh, a blazer? I know. <laughs> We'll save it for the end. We'll, do, we'll keep it for the we'll keep it for the Patreon. We'll do it for the extra DVD clips. You know, is there such that's a thing it, as yeah. that? I don't know. I don't. It's been a while. Um, that's it. So that's what happens what you... when you get married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are oh, you mean about the DVD? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do? I don't know. I've seen because I see you performing. So you're a performer. Yeah, I'm probably the laziest performer you'll ever meet. Right, I'm the laziest performer with absolutely zero confidence. Really, you look pretty cool. Yeah. You sound confident. I know, but I, I've I've been doing it on and off for twenty years. Yeah, and then I'll 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 do a show, and then I'll go. Oh, I've I've done that now. I'll just go off for three years and forget about it and do something else. And I haven't got that. I haven't had. I mean, due to things going on, I'm sure but the power of this podcast will be going a bit serious. Maybe mm. not. Um, but due to confidence and things going on in my life, I struggle to continue something. And right. uh, so I've done a lot over a period of years, but I don't do what you do, which is get out there and, and sweat my arsehole off to, you know, do no. uh, because, because I've got a fear of it going wrong. And so if I, I put on a show, it's my show. I can control the show. Mm. But once, but I couldn't have, I couldn't go and do what you did. I didn't, I wouldn't be able to sit in a car with comedians for that fear. They didn't, I was, it's just fear. It's fear and rejection. Cheerful no. start. <laughs> but I think that's in a lot of us, especially performers. We all want to be, we want to be liked and accepted. Uh, but, but, no, there's, there's so many there's, there's conflict going on in our own heads, isn't there? And yeah, it's a, it's I mean, a funny I, one. I decided from the off, right? I remember I, it was in 1995, I entered the Daily Telegraph Comedy Awards. And I went into a room there was with comedians, and I just froze in that room, but not on stage, but froze in the behind the stage bit because I was like, they're all but you know what it's like. The, the funny doesn't just stop on the stage, does it? The funny continues no. 
in the green room and, and it's a real pressure and it happened when I um, did a Christmas at the Comedia I was comparing and there was all these names that I knew there was like there was like Sean and who's that crazy Canadian guy that's friends with Sean um, who says he went a bit mental uh, I can't remember his name oh Your Craig name. Campbell yeah uh, Craig and then there was Simon Hughes and I was just like I felt so out my I felt like an absolute fraud there's all these guys that have been doing it for years who are brilliant at what they do. And I traipsed in and I just stood in the corner like an absolute freak. I was fine on stage, happy out there. I couldn't cope with what went on behind. And that fear of going on the circuit for the people to be like, who's that weird guy, the, the noncy-looking man in the corner, just <laughs> sat there, just sat there, just not saying a lot. And so that put me off. So doing my own stuff is to sort of, I, I can control that and don't have that, worry but even then i'm not doing enough because i'm a lazy bastard <laughs> but that's it the more you do it the more that kind of the imposter syndrome will go away like you reckon i don't know yeah. how, I, my friend has said to me if i'm not back doing stand-up by the 4th of april he's going to punch me in my face okay. and, I, and the thing is he will punch me in my face because he's <laughs> because he's my best mate um down in sussex austin he will punch me in the chops if i don't get on with it but it's that scared of doing it. And so I do everything I possibly can to avoid it, but mm. but still sit there and go, why aren't I doing it? It's weird. I'm weird. So but sorry. That's it. No, no, but that's it. That's, that's, your, that's all part of being a performer. We have, we, we, we assume so much that like you've just said, like people, like you're in a green room and your insecurity is coming because you haven't been doing it as long or as many times as the other people on the bill. But, and then, and then you're going, oh, they think this about me. They think that about me. And they're not even thinking that. No, they don't they're probably thinking, they're probably, Either they don't care or they're thinking, oh, John's a bit quiet. I wonder, what, wonder what's going on there. I hope he's all right. And you're going, oh, they fucking think I'm a nonce. They think I'm this, I'm that, the weird <laughs> fella in the corner. And it's all in your own head. It's all assumption. It's all assumption. Yeah, I know. And I but say that. I... So I do it myself. I do it myself. But you, I mean, you've been doing it now for nearly 20 years. No, 20 13, years. 14, 20 years. 20, 20 years in October, yeah. Because you started the same way that I did. We were, both worked in the comedy venue. That's you, right. You worked, you worked behind the bar, I think I remember, right? Yeah, I worked as a waiter. And it was the night, that was the night I, like Steve Kamos used to come every month. And I heckled, and you've probably, you've probably heckled in your time, even as a bar, yeah. probably at the, at the comedy <laughs> And then... Yeah. Uh, and then just that, that love of it, you know, we've entered a similar path, but you've got the confidence and gut so to continue it on a on a nightly, weekly basis. I haven't. And I, you know, I think it's because I know that I've got to start again. Mm. And and maybe I should just go around for the next 20 years just doing warm-ups and then everyone's a bit nice. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you yeah. do warm-ups, when you do your first go, and everyone's a bit like, oh, bless, good on him. Oh, he's like an open spot, open, open mic. Maybe I should do open spot for the next 20 years so everyone will have that <laughs> half-bill sorry and I can just get away with it, be well-seasoned and professional. But no, I'm just an open spot. Don't bother paying me. That's what I should do. <laughs> so do you think that's it's, it's the, but all this insecurity just sounds like it, it's coming from, it, it, it's coming from the, like you want to be a performer, but you haven't done it enough. So you just the only way you're going to cure it is by doing it. So I think that is yeah. go and do these little gigs in places like open mic places. Just go and get used to standing on stage in front of people. Yeah. 
But I do, the thing is, right, like in, like last year I did a gig um, in Horsham in front of 3,000 people and I compared oh, right, the whole so... So it's, there's no hesitate getting out there and doing comparing and warm up is is ideal. It's coming out there and doing a set, and mm. I still, after all this time, don't know what what that could be or what how my angle is. Like the ideas are there, tons. I'm good at coming up with ideas, but actually going right here's 20 minutes without having without you know it's like you you've got to have a set before you go off and and go off and flow and make stuff up. You know, you've got to have the core before you piss off and start taking the piss and maybe forgetting your script and then just going out there and having fun. But I, yeah. I can do that bit. I haven't got the, 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 that, and I don't know what that is. And I'm I've always struggled and I've had people try and help me and I don't care. I've had, I've paid people to try and help me come up with ideas and the mm. ideas are there, but I'm like, what happens if it doesn't? I know I should just do it. And this is really boring. I do apologize. No, no, no. I'm, I've been going through a very similar thing um, with, I've got, a, I've, it's, it's, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really busy club wise, but I'm working on a show, but no one's asked me to work on the show. No one's asked, no one's expecting a new show from Rich Wilson. So it's all on me. So then the insecurity started getting into my head. It's like, what's the point in me doing this? What is anyone going to come if I put this on? Is anyone going to care? And then you get to a point where, well, I just won't do it. Then I just won't do it. And then I'm I'm talking myself out of out yeah. of it. So I'm doing the same thing. The insecurities are all, they're all in my own head. No one no one is sitting there. They're not maybe not waiting for a show from Rich Wilson, but they might be pleased if they see one. They go, oh, yeah. I'll go to that. It's but all in my own head. Having but whilst you're having that insecurities, Rich, you know that you might have four gigs that week that you just yes. get off and, and do you know what I mean? And so you've got that, it's, that, that will happen. The big gig will happen, like the ITVX thing, you know, things like, mm. things like mm. that will, will continue. But whilst you're doing that, you know, you're still traipsing around the country doing what you do. And so, you know, and I admire that. I admire the ability to, um, to and I know it's there. But maybe the what I don't know what what really does actually stop me, I don't know. But who you know, I've I've got to give it a go. Or else, as I said, I get a punch in my face by my friend <laughs> by the by the fourth of eight by the fourth of April. Rich, can't you can't you just become my like mentor or something? And then I just go I just go around with you everywhere. And then you go just get on stage, you freak. Yeah, come and with I me. Just wanna, yeah, <laughs> will you just become like my my? comedy boyfriend yeah okay i'll do that for like, you i know that sounds a bit creepy but it's not supposed to be <laughs> but you're this is the thing you're you come across as very confident and it's just that it's that this that stereotypical performer where we because of what we do people go oh you must be so brave and confident but they don't realize that <clears throat> we spend a lot of time sitting on our sofas just wrapped full of guilt and insecurity and and oh yeah. what's the point what's the point and then we go out on stage go ha, i'm the best one in here i'm the funniest person in the room and and then you get back in your car and you're like oh god why what's wrong with me yeah it's a no, weird I, one isn't it i think confidence wise on the stage not a problem it's just getting from the sofa to the car to the comedy club mm. because even doing like open mic like open spot sorry open spot i know that i could just go out there and just try you know just get more confidence back in a 
just by doing it. And so I wouldn't even have to have a, a proper set. I could explain what I'm doing. It's just, it's just the, the getting there. It's mm. always been about getting there. It's not actually doing it. Because once I do something, I tend to be quite good at it. It's just, just the ability. And maybe that's because of things that are going on in my own head that have been for years or... Mm. Maybe the desire is not there, but it sort of is because I've got nothing else. This is it. I'm, I'm 49. My sister was like, oh, you really, you really should get a job. And I was like, but I'm, I'm 49 and I'm slightly mental. And I, where do I go and work? I'm certainly not going to go and work in the co-op. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what to, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I know I got, I've got an agent that puts me up for auditions, which I never get which I'm so used to now. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm basically traipsing around the country looking at Grindr in different seaside towns. <laughs> There's only so long that can go on for. I can't do it until I'm 60. I've just got no. to give something a go and I've got to persevere. It's all on you, John. It's all on yeah. you. And that's horrible. It's such a shit horrible thing to have to admit when you go, it's on me. Whether this happens or not is on me. But yeah. it, it would be so much easier if you could just say to someone like you just is like, could you just do that for me? You go, yeah, come on. But we yeah. can't. It's actually at the end of the day. And this is for everyone listening as well. There's that thing you want to do. No one is going to come and knock on your door tomorrow and say, right, we're going to go and do that thing that you want to go and do. It's You have to go and do it. And it's yeah. hard. And, it's so hard. I, it is. And I did years ago. As, it's, as time's gone on, I'm struggling more. You know, I could put on a show. I did shows at the Hawth in Crawley, the Captain in Hawth, mm. all of that stuff. Easily, not easily, did it. And then the moment, oh, that was, I did a show at the Hawth. And I was really proud of it. And, you know, for, it was 2011, a complete unknown. And I sold about 760 tickets at the Hawth in Crawley, which I never thought would happen. And a guy Facebooked me the next day. And he said, <laughs> it was the worst thing the worst thing that he's ever seen. And how dare I hire the horse? And I have no talent. And then I wow. stopped for I stopped for five years because of what because of one was that one person. One person and it wasn't until 2016 when I thought I need to do something again. And I went to go to a comedy course in Brighton run by Dave Thompson. Yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah, I know Dave Thompson, yeah. And he he gave me back my confidence. Oh, So, mate. you know, it's it's hard. Sorry. No, it's hard. No, it's, 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 this is the thing, John. This is the thing. Like, 700 people came, had a great time, but that one, it's always that one person that we focus on because of because it it taps into those insecurities where we where we don't feel good enough. So then what that one person goes, you're not good enough, and we go, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, you're not. I, yeah, he's right. We don't listen to the other six hundred ninety nine people that went, oh my god, what a great night we just had. That was amazing. Yeah. We focus on that one idiot. There's yeah. obviously he's obviously struggling with stuff as well. He probably if we just took out his shit on you. Because yeah. he was going through some other stuff. He's going, oh, that was shit. He doesn't realise that he's just pissed off because of his boyfriend or his or his wife or whoever, or yeah. whatever is going on in his life. And yet he doesn't realise that those words really rocked you and still rock you to this day. Yeah, you know, they do. I, and I it's think not, It's not fair. 
I think any criticism, I can, <clears throat> I can cope with people calling me a wanker on stage. I love that. Mm. The more, you know, like they can be as personal as they like on stage because I'm the one with the microphone and sometimes yeah. I can be quicker than them. Sometimes I can't. It's the way it goes. You know what it's like. But yeah, when you get something, when you get something, when you're just looking at funny videos on Facebook and go into your inbox and you see that. And I know it is a, isn't a reflection on everyone, but if things are going on in your own life at the same time, and then yeah. you get delivered something like that, it's horrible. You know, we've all we've all dealt with stuff like on Twitter, people coming at us, coming at you. You might say, "You can, I can wash that off," but that felt so personal. You know, mm. what I mean, it's one thing for someone to go onto a for onto like a Facebook. If I write a post on a local Horsham page, which I used to do, and still love doing, winding people up, and someone comes back with something, you, you cope with it. But when it's directly in the inbox for mm. me of someone being vile, but honest, I suppose, but I just found it odd. I, I thought it was mean. And as I said, Dave, I went and did Dave's comedy course and it gave, it really lit a little bit of a fire for a bit, <laughs> for about two yeah. or three more years. <laughs> But it's that it's the the this is what happens with people that do things like that. It's you know they'll they'll I've, there's a guy on Instagram in a minute and he and he's sharing other people's videos, singers and people you know doing nice things, and he's sharing the comments of horrible people underneath, going, "Look at this idiot! This woman, she's got a great voice, she's just singing, but they're all making comments about her mm -hmm. weight, they're making comments about this, that, and the other, and he's highlighting all the bullshit, and you know people use these they use those things just to get because they're hurting themselves that's how i see it a lot of people say yeah. that. it's that they've got their own bullshit going on so that guy <clears throat> he's not really annoyed about the fact that he came to see your show and he didn't enjoy it he's just used you as a way to just get to just put his anger somewhere that the anger that's from something else he's yeah, put it in your direction he's like fuck i just oh i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this bloke he's, he's a prick and it's like, why? Because someone's calling you a prick. It's like, it, it's that knock-on effect. And, I'd understand it you know. if I was rude to him on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I, I'd sort of singled him out. Because that's the other thing I used to love doing, is just ripping it out of people. It's something I, I still enjoy. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy seeing mm. a comedian really give it back to a heckler. It's the most joyous most choice, but he didn't get any of that. He was just the guy no. sat about eating his minstrels. You only paid 12 quid. I mean, that was probably a lot in 2011. But yeah, he only paid 12 quid. I wasn't, I'm not like Jimmy Carr charging 30. Uh, no. He could have something to grumble about then. But no, 12 quid. 12 quid, and I got that. <laughs> Fuck him. Maybe he was annoyed about the minstrels because they were probably steep. They were probably about three They were probably more quid. than the ticket. <laughs> That's what he was really annoyed about. His yeah. confectionery cost more than the ticket. It's he was true, so though. angry. <laughs> Don't you, when you go to the cinema with Kate, or probably not so much now, but previously, I imagine you used to go to the cinema a lot as a couple. You've seen that type. We, yeah, a few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you, uh, like me, do you always go to the sweet shop beforehand and sh like get the Haribo and the stuff before you go yeah. to the cinema? Because I do. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is to get a large uh, popcorn and then tip minstrels into it. Love really? Yeah, it's amazing. What's yeah, the point great. of that? Because don't they all just go to the bottom? Yeah, but then you just, it's just nice when you find one. Yeah, oh, lovely. <laughs> it's just a nice little. <laughs> 
But you're talking about you're talking about the insecurities of getting on stage and performing in front of people. Like you want to do it, but you can't do it. But you know, like you were just talking about grinder, a grinder, and the social media, these um, dating apps. They're all about meeting strangers. How how do you how do you do that? Is it because you're more confident doing that than performing? Cocaine. Or? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the coke things <laughs> is not true. So uh, no, of course not. I suppose the conf. I think because I'm in control of that. Right. And so, if I label what I want. And I know what I want, and it doesn't. Then it works, mm. you know. Because I'm, because I'm, you know. It's this. I think control is a big part of of my life, and I suppose, you know, a lot of comedians, are, you know, ADHD like the rest of the world. But part of that is control, and 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 being naughty, and um, so I cope with that because it's I'm I managed to keep a handle on it. Yes. So if I so if I get some around a nut on them and send them on their way, then this is nice, isn't it? I can't believe we're talking about me nutting on feathers <laughs> from Grinder. It's so I, grim. Well, <laughs> we're just talking about. This, about we're you didn't get this from Paul Foot. You got nice civilized chat from Paul Foot. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never really spoken about grinder and things like that before. <laughs> and you mentioned it's, it. So I was like, oh, well, we'll do that then. Let's talk about that. It was, <laughs> it's a horrible, I think I definitely, in 2008, 2009, as you know, social media really came in like Facebook. We're all friends who united yeah. um, Facebook. And I think a big part of my problem, the reason why I haven't gone out and done stuff is because of social media. And I think the big problem why I haven't met a man in my life, I've never had a boyfriend, I'm 49. Really? Isn't that sad? Is is apps and social media almost? I sort of got a name for myself doing stuff online, and that's mm. how I got my dopamine fix. You know, yeah. rather than and and so and the same with Grinder. It meant you don't have to go out and put yourself out. It's the same thing. I'm effectively not putting myself out there for yeah. comedy for an audience or a man. Because that fear of of all you know, all, it goes through, it rolls around the comedy into my personal life. So if I can hide behind a computer or my phone, it's safe. But actually, it's making me worse, you know. And it's yes, yeah. I should go out and date, and I should go out and do open, you know, open spots. Yeah, you should. And maybe, and maybe the more I go and do things that I don't usually do, maybe the happier my life might become. Because my life isn't very happy, and I'm, I have a privileged life to some mm. extent, but I don't have a happy life. Oh, I'd mate. like to know what being happy would be like, really. And is that where do you think that comes from? That because you seem you seem like you're always out and about, you're doing something, you're always somewhere on my own. Right. That's that's it's me. Oh, John. Me and my dog, basically. So it's sort of. I don't know. It, it's is it the insecurity that kind of keeps you away from like you because that assumption that you think people don't like you or I, you know I think people, so you push people I, away. <clears throat> I think because you know a, a lot in life we've all had it. We've had a lot of loss, and mm. I think loss um, and fear of people going, dying, leaving, mm. bidding me off. I just find it sometimes easier if I'm on my own because I can't get hurt if I'm on my own. 
but I sort no. of am because because I inside I probably am. But you know, yeah. where does that come cool. from? If you had so if you had people close to you leave, yeah, leave, and that's die, yeah, 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 a lot, really, yeah. yeah. See that that's. Yeah, it's horrible because you take you think it's as you say you think it's your fault, and it isn't your fault. That's the thing. Mm. Like you know, if somebody dies, that's not that's that's it's sad and it's horrible, and but that's not they didn't die because of you. That was no. just it's just life, isn't it? And it's horrible, but you know that's so that was from a young age, was it? Yeah, I lost my best friend at twenty one. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in a car crash. Mm. And I so suppose it was sudden at 21, as well then, yeah. Sorry? So it was sudden as well. Yeah. And he was my childhood friend. So he mm. was the one that we went to school, cubs, scouts, learned to ride our bikes. I would have been his best man at his wedding. You know, yeah. I probably would have been his godfather um, to his son or daughter. And I... And... We we never you know he we we last saw each other on Christmas. We used to serve on the altar. Uh, a Catholic, right. I'm a Catholic, so we used to serve on the altar. And on, on Christmas Eve, he he I was terrible to him. I was a terrible friend, but for some reason that we, we he stuck with me. Mm. And um, on, on Christmas Eve, uh, we were serving on the altar, and he said, "I'll cycle you home," because he was a gent. We were only yeah. twenty, twenty one, and he said, "I'll I'll walk you home." I thought this now's a good time to tell him. I'm surprised. Sorry about that. I'm surprised he didn't know because I was wearing leather trousers at the time. I don't <laughs> know why. I don't ask. I don't know why I wore leather trousers. Anyway, not in a pervy like fetish way. Just wore leather no, trousers. Just, yeah. And we got back to my house, and I said to him, you know, oh, you know, got something to tell you because he was very straight. You know, he loved. I went to the cinema with him uh, when I was about thirteen, and he used to love. I was furious, but we were watching The Living Daylights. Um, oh, yeah. with, and he was fingering a girl behind me and I was really annoyed. So he was, because it was a really good James Bond film and I could hear just noises unpleasant. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm saying now. He no, no, no. basically all, yeah. was very straight mm. and I was the opposite. And I told him and his response was, I'm happy if you're happy. Right. And that was the last time I saw him because he died in a car crash in in a sort of summertime, because we were both at college at the time. I was in mm. Chichester doing drama and he was in doing agriculture. And that was the last time. And so, I, and I think at the age of 21, like 25 or well, nearly 30 years ago now, mm. there wasn't the assistance there. There wasn't the support there. I wasn't no. getting the phone call um, to make sure I was okay. I just had to get on with it. And I, yeah. I never really did. And I think that played a massive part in and of how I deal with things as an adult and that mm. fear and I've got a constant fear that people are going to die or go yeah. or suddenly leave and I had it happen last year it was someone else very close to me die very quickly mm. and I haven't and I'm just like who's next you know I've yeah, just got this I, I'm waiting for that call for someone to ring me and say they've gone and that's how I mm. live my life Mate, but that's because Sorry. of what happened. No, 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 no. But this, this is this is really helpful for people listening because this happened to you. It's slap bang in the middle of your formative years, you know. So yeah, 
of course, this is 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 cast a, a, a huge shadow across your life going forward. Um, so absolutely, it makes makes complete sense that you're now that you know it's now you just think that's going to happen to everybody. So why why form connections with anyone if that's what's going to happen? But I know it's just it's have, just it's a, the fear of yeah. someone just not being there. You know, it's it's a horrible and. You know, it's it's not a way to, to live. Lots of people suffer loss and get. I know we all deal with things differently, but mm. I just struggle with it. I really struggle with 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 loss now more so mm. than ever before. It can be something so minute. You know, I had to put my friend's dog down before Christmas. You know, it was all just a right, continue. Yeah. It's just a and it's a dog is important to obviously mm. and other people it may not be, but anything can set me off now. Even talking right. about it, you know. I suppose it's yeah. good that I am. Um, you're much nicer than my therapist, Richie, and cheaper. <laughs> so maybe maybe we could continue this on a regular basis. Yeah, I think we'll have it once a week. We'll meet up and we'll just chat. I, uh, maybe I'll just sack comedy off. I'll just become a counsellor. <laughs> I think you'd that. be very good. Because <laughs> you, the thing about you is you care. And even I if do you don't... Care, yeah. yeah, and I know you do. It's a gen. You've got a genuine empathetic manner about you which makes you very appealing thank you and that with funny no wonder you've got a wife <laughs> you know i'm sure you're i'm sure you're a bastard once upon a time I'm sure oh i can bastard. be oh i've got mate i've got a side i can be i have to i have to physically say to myself are you being a selfish prick right now yeah i have to i, I have to keep that inch i've got a side and it comes out and i have to be careful um but that's really, yeah yeah, that's only because but, but, I have been a bit of a shit. Yeah, but I think, you know, so what? But you may be 10% shit, but 90%, yeah. you know, fantastic. And I think that it's you do you do have a manner about you. Thank so you. So one day if you did think, ah, fuck it, you probably could be a very, very good counsellor therapist. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe I'll do that. But what's nice, though, talking about that, and when Vaughan was really ill... Um, you were there. Yeah, he was, and that's that's that. Even so, yes, you do have a tr you have real trouble with forming connections with people because of that really you know horrible thing that happened to you at a young age. When it really matters, you're there, mate, and that's that's a beautiful I, thing. I think it's I, I think it's massively important. I was brought up with mum and dad. We constantly had elderly relatives come and live with us or live mm. in the house next door to us. I always went with my elderly relatives and stayed with them or the next door neighbours. I think, and I watched my mum, as fierce as she could be in many ways, this love and empathy towards people who are not only family, but also like friends or to do with the church and the importance of looking after people. And so I've been brought up not to do that, but I've watched it. Mm. And with Vaughan, you know, I went up to work with Vaughan in 2019. I jacked everything in to yeah. go and live in, live in Yorkshire. And I stayed in his house for a bit. And then we were planning to do Edinburgh. And then obviously the big COVID's happened and it, mm. we never got, our, we had a show booked. It was all ready to go. And then the COVID's happened. Then we just did online and then, sort of like fell into normal life and things didn't, you know, we've got a very creative relationship, but also we're 
both lazy pair of bastards. <laughs> and but he became really ill this year. Yes. And that was the struggle because it's because he had a heart attack mm. in March. And it felt very lonely because Sorry. You're right, mate. No, that's all right, mate. That's all right. It's just it's an upsetting thing. It felt it felt very lonely. And then when he got sepsis, I thought thought something shit was gonna happen. Mm. And it didn't, so I went on holiday to Turkey. So the um <laughs> for a week. For a week. But but he's he's constantly you know he's never gonna be fighting fit Vaughan. No. You know, it's never big. It's never going to be something that's going to go away. And as you know, as much as you know, I'd love it to. You know, he's got he's got um, uh, what's it called? Oh, arthritis, not the, just arthritis. Mm. The rheumatoid, 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 rheumatoid yeah. arthritis. And polymyalgia. I always get mixed up with poly and fibro. You know, he's always got an underlying illness. So when to see him get hospitalised for a month? Mm from that and then the mistake, you know, when they didn't look after him and so he got sepsis, it was really hard. And then I went, you know, just as though he got better, another close friend of mine got very ill. And so right. it was literally within about a month or two. And so mm. last year it felt like I was, and I wanted to, and I still do it for any of my friends. It's mm. ended up being a bit like a carer. Yeah. And it, it, it's hard that. sometimes yeah. because, if you're not 100% yourself, it's very difficult. But I did it last year, you know, and I wouldn't, I would change the outcome on one. And I'm glad that one is still with us. Mm. But, you know. Yeah. But you're, a, you're, you fundamentally are a lovely man. Sometimes. Just, as soon as we met, yeah, but it's the same as what I've just said. You know, people go, oh, Rich, you're so lovely. You're so caring. You're just, yeah, but I can be a cunt as well. I've got a side. If I'm tired, or um, something else is bothering me, or I said this on another episode. Like I let the bitterness get in recently. I was letting all the, I was letting all the shit. Like, why am I not getting this? Why am I not getting that? I just come away from my agent, and I was like, ah, what's the point? I'm too old now. There's all shit, and blah, blah, blah. and I wasn't very, I wasn't caring. I was getting very selfish. It was only because I had a conversation with a few people, and I went, oh yeah, I'm being a wanker. Okay, <laughs> let's try and focus on what we do have. And that's where yeah. things started to turn around again. But it happens. We have to focus on what we do have. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You have, you know, you even though you say, you know, you spend a lot of time on your own and that. When we were out together that first night when we all met was so lovely. And those moments don't come along very often when you meet people and go, I want this person in my life. I might not necessarily, I haven't seen you since, but we're still connected. And knowing that you're around, and when we talked about you coming on here, I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. You mean when I was I, desperate, when I when I played <clears> you <throat> with a message, you mean? You jokingly me said your... about it. You jokingly said it. And I'm show. like, you know what? I'd fucking love you to come on. Because we had such a good time that night. We It was a great connection. Yeah, And I think I the, more, the more you stop sitting there in your own bullshit, John, and getting out there and doing some fucking stuff, do your shows, get out there, stop wanking men off and get out there and do some stuff you'll feel better about yourself mate that's what you need to do no you do it but just balance it out of it (laughs) but you're right but you're right though but i won't stop wanking men off no don't stop doing it but just do do just maybe prioritize what once a day yeah once a day one fella a day that's yeah. all you need to do. Like that's the thing with you know when you when you're cutting down on stuff, don't just you can't just quit. Like if you're drinking or you're smoking or whatever, you have to sort of like wean yourself off. <laughs> as my mother said, wean. As my mother said, everything in moderation. It's true though, isn't it? Mm. Like you can do whatever in moderation, really. And you'll get but, you might get a better quality of penis as well if you cut down on how many you might start. Do you know? Get, Focus on the ones you really like, rather than all of them. Do you know what I bought at Christmas? What? I bought a gadget which you can connect to your phone, which is prints off loads of photos. So oh, I was going to yeah. get like a disposable camera, but like an instant one, like a Polaroid camera, basically. Or I'll get um, uh, a little little um, printer, and it's really funky. And I was, and I'm doing a whole album for comedy purposes, of all the grinder dongs that I've screensaved on my phone. <laughs> so I'm going to do a whole album, because I'm never going to have kids, right? So when my niece and nephew go through my stuff when I'm dead, I really like the idea of them going through the boxes and then just go, oh, look, he's got a photo album. And it's like, it's just dongs. It's just <laughs> it's dong, And I'm going to rate them from top to worst dongs of all time on Grindr. I might even get a publishing deal from that. <laughs> Do you know what? That would be a great coffee coffee table book. <laughs> yeah. Do you want it? And I like, I, I, but really commit, like put the that real, oh, this was Graham from Skegness. Yeah. yeah. And, and we ended up like, we went and had chips and we did this, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I just a picture of me. couldn't I? Yeah. I like, but give I it a like whole backstory. Give it a whole backstory. 
Yeah. <laughs> like this was like it, like you're describing like a beautiful moonlit vista of a couple yeah. holding hands on a vista. beach, and it's and it's yeah. just yeah, vista. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this horrible, weird dong in a yeah. strange color. Perfect. I'm sorry. Can I just apologise <laughs> to any of the listeners that have just heard dongs on and off for the last hour? I do, I do apologise for that. No, it's I my don't fault. really. But I, There'll no. be some people like I'm switching off if you mention Dong one more time. So <laughs> I think it's a bit of light relief. That's all this. Ironically, the the irony. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it's it's just. Uh, do you know what? It's just. I there's um, uh, Carly Smallman, uh, comedian, brilliant comedian. She's got a, a whole song about the Dick Museum that she's got on her phone. <laughs> really. Yeah, Would all you the dicks. It what's it? What's it called? Um, it's called. It's, I think it's called the Dick Museum, and it's this all the dick pics he's been sent on. Her, they're all on her phone. Really, <laughs> it's a really good song. It's really funny. Um, I'll see if I'll see if it's somewhere. It might be on YouTube somewhere. Um, I'll look yeah. it up. Obviously, yeah, of course. In, I don't know if there's any pictures though, John. I won't bother then. <laughs> I'm surprised. Does she not do it on stage and then have it like on a on a screen behind her, like all the dongs appearing? Oh, she might have done. That oh, rings she's a missing bell. a trick there. If she isn't. I haven't seen that, but it might have been in a show that she might have done. I'll message her and I'll, I'll let you know. Would, I, I would love the idea because some theatres. There's. I did a show at the Capitol Theatre in Horsham. It was like a chat show, right? And it was called. Um, they were a bit backwards in Horsham. And so played, they seem all right. I've been there a few yeah, times at the Capitol. You, you've yeah. done you've done the one with Kevin Precious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the Capitol in the theatre. That was the last show I did in 2016. And it was called. It was a chat show called Come on My Sofa. <laughs> and which, and <laughs> the theatre it went into the booklets. It's the whole place sold out. And on the night of the show, my friend went was walking in took a, took a photo. And they changed the name on the show of Come Sit on My Sofa. Because they realized <laughs> because they were so embarrassed about because the guy that had greenlit the whole thing didn't think like a pervert. So he no. went, Yes, sir, that's okay, come on my sofa. And apparently the whole theatre uh, management were furious because it was in the booklets, it was in the papers, <laughs> it was everywhere. So that's why they were being spiteful at the end and changed it to come sit on my sofa. Yeah, I can imagine that the having been to the to the capital in Horsham, uh, lovely people, but I don't imagine that that would have gone down very well. That, it was a really, just... it was a really, it was a really Tory. I knew how to wind the council up, and it was the theatres connected to the council, and they've always had a hatred for me because I used to have a shop there, and so I used right. to. Uh, I used to have a newsagent, hence newsagent provocateur. Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. So I had I had um, a newsagent and I got, in 2009, I got arrest, nearly arrested. I put a sign outside the shop, you know, like newspaper billboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, did my own, I did my own to wind people up and it went, Crawley Girl Gives Birth to Pitbull. Right. And people were absolutely furious. At, at Horsham and the council. So I used to love winding them up. And one time I paid a parking fine in pound coins and jelly. I don't know why. Attention-seeking <laughs> fool. Um, but, yeah, they, the Horsham is a very... It's one. It's my hometown, effectively. 
but the but I spent years trying to wind them up. Uh, the, the, you know, the powers that be, not the normal people. No, 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 no. The people, yeah, the people in charge that tell us what we should and shouldn't be watching. Yeah, and yeah. and they're all straight laced. What really annoys me about these people is that they, is that they they are up in arms about these things. Oh, you we sh that's a disgrace. That's an aberration. That should be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, go. They they're the ones that should have their hard drives checked. I know they're, they're the they... ones taking up the shitter. <laughs> they're, <and laughs> they're, they are behind they their are... wives' backs. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah they're all. It's, yeah. Like, it's like it's like like if you're. You you don't be telling us what we should and shouldn't what's good taste and what isn't good taste when you're sneaking about doing like dressed as a fucking baby getting someone yeah. to wipe your ass for fifty quid an hour. I, I had that happen once. A man came to my house, <clears> took <throat> off his biker gear, and I was like, "Where is he?" And he was laying on the floor and he had a nappy on. No. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> "I was like, what are you doing?" And he was like, I'm just, would you help me take my nappy off? And I went, absolutely not. Oh, my God. And, I mean, there's and no funny to... ending to it. It was just... And then he had to get, <laughs> did he get dressed again? Yes, and got back on his one one two five moped or whatever it was he got on. It was a really... Mate. I never understand. I'm, I'm a bit old-fashioned. As much as I might talk dirty about stuff and be a bit boring and repetitive about it, I like just being in bed and just doing nice things with nice people. I don't mm. want to be strung up by my balls on the ceiling, having my bum whacked by a ping pong bat whilst having my face slapped with a wet fish by some no. horny little Puerto Rican man. I don't actually. I probably would, but on the <laughs> but that I don't the pain and the weirdness. Like, and I think society now is is into more pain and more weirdness. It's down to porn, mm. basically. Men and women are watching stuff and thinking. It's perfectly normal to be hung up by your balls now, Gordon. Mm. And so it just, so they just do this. Weird, I don't know what I'm saying, Richie. I, I, no, no, I no, no, no. I know exactly what you're saying. We're, we're, we're talk, what? Yes, there's so much. When I was growing up and knowing, I've said this before, but when I was growing up and I'm into certain things, I thought I was really weird because nobody talked about it because it wasn't the internet. So you thought, you just thought everybody was having, just missionary sex and you knew people were gay and you knew people were straight and you knew that there were um, trans people and you knew there was, and, and it was all, but it, but there wasn't this whole kind of, you know, buffet of weird and wonderful things of people getting dressed as animals. And, no. you know, like if you saw a gimp, it would be in a, in a video, in a, in a comedy show or a film, and it would be mocked. You'd be like, and you'd yeah. be like, oh, look at that weirdo. And he's like, that's yeah. not what I'm into, by the way. <laughs> I was just saying. No. It was sure? just, you know, but now, now I'm older and now the, the internet exists. What I like is very, very vanilla. It's very boring. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I, I like good old fashioned two people making love. What a freak I am. For what a weirdo. Yeah, you're a weirdo too. Then you know. I know. I'm so weird. I think I think porn is one of the worst things that could have ever happened to this world. It's That's not my, as much as I'm yeah. saying that as a man that used to get high and love watching it till four in the morning. Um, yes, but but now I don't. I I think it's just it's giving a, a generation of youngsters thinking that's how it's done, and it's there about respect. 
and about yeah. lack of respect, lack of love. It's, you know, the whole spitting and, and slapping and, and stuff. And that, I get that when you're a couple, you try stuff. But these mm. lads and girls, they start off like that. Yes. They think that's how it's done. Game of Thrones style sex. I'm just jealous they're getting it, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think we there is too much access to too to everything, and it it you the sense of discovery is now gone. You know that because yeah. it's just there. If you like something, whether it be it sexual or music yeah. or whatever, it's just there. I I used to I, you know you know it's, it's there, I used to have a list that I used to carry in my wallet of the records that I wanted to find that you couldn't get anywhere because you didn't have the yeah. internet. So it was like this thing. Oh, I remember that song. Oh, I need yeah. to find that album. And I'd write it down. And then when I, it was in a record shop and I'd find it and I'd be like, Oh my God, I found it. And that joy that I got, you just don't yeah. have that now. Now you're like, Oh, I remember that album. I'll have a look, see if I can get it. And then within yeah. 20 minutes, you've got a copy. You know. I remember the joy of hear, like ringing up a radio station, hearing your name mentioned and a song that you wanted to play. Yeah, and it's sort of it's that same feeling of like they're just not going to experience anything like that. We've we've experienced so much wonderful things. I think we we've, yeah. we've had the best of it, Rich. I think we've had the last up until the last ten years. Previous to that, like nineties to you know two thousand twelve, I'd say. We experienced some wonderful, and the 80s, wonderful, wonderful things that this generation will never experience and never no. appreciate anything. No, and you sound like such an old prick when you talk like this, but you go, no, 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 yeah. listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that, that I'm, just, I'm just, I feel sorry that you won't experience these things. Yeah. That, that sense of, oh, wow, this is incredible. That moment of, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's all there in front of you and it's a shame and, I don't know. I like the internet, obviously, otherwise we'd be able to do this. But at the same yeah. time, it's a, it's having too much having too much choice just doesn't do anyone do, any favours. Do you know what I'd love to see happen? I'd love to see the internet disappear for a while and watch a load of 13 to 30-year-olds lose their shit. <laughs> I would, because if we lost the internet now we would be like, oh, fuck, we have to go into shops or we, we couldn't do yeah. stuff like this. But we could get back to normal. We could get back to using the house phone and go, meet me down the pub, yeah, see you at eight. You know, yeah. life would go on for us, but for the younger generation, I would love to see them. I mean, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. I, I'm, <clears throat> I am desperate for something like that to happen because the, that generation is so fucked. And then, and in twenty yeah. years' time, that fat generation are going to be running our country and telling us what to do. That's if we're, I'd rather be dead, you know. Mate. So it's, um, but yeah, we've experienced it, some lovely stuff, and we, I reckon, we could experience that again if it all went tits up. We would cope. Yeah, I think there's an assumption that having spoken to, because I've got sons that are twenty six and thirty one, and speaking to them, and they are they're coming away from social media. A lot of them, yeah, they're just going. I oh, just just don't need it, Dad. I'm, you know, like like my but youngest is just got himself a car. And is that off all social media or certain ones that they've gone? Oh, we don't do that. Are they? Oh, they're just getting bored with it. They're just going. Oh, I just want to go and do something else. Or they're all gaming, or they're doing yeah, some, they're doing other things. And I think what will happen is 
like all of these things, they, they're cyclical, aren't they? So at the minute, it feels like this is the end. The internet's everything. This is blah, blah, blah. But the next generation will find their thing and they'll go, actually, no, we're going back out. You know, at the moment, people aren't drinking or as much or they're doing whatever and, and, and you know, and, and but, then, but then it'll come around again where people are going out and getting fucked and, yeah. you know, because that's what human beings do. So I think we have to focus on that and go, look, it feels it feels a bit tricky now, but the, we have to make. But the next generation are more clued up than than we than we give them credit sometimes. Yeah. And do I think your they sons, are, you know, do your sons go on? Do they go out dating, or do they go out old fashioned way, go out getting pissed, to meet a girl? Are they all on Tinder? And I don't think either of them went on dating apps. I don't, my really? young, my eldest has been married for a couple of years. He's always been. Uh, in, he's yeah. He's he definitely met... not on dating apps. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think my married. youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're back to the counsellors of Horsham again. Yeah. Um, I um I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I think they met. I think they meet. They've met their partners out in the wild, out at, at gigs and things like that. So really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think. Do you know what? It's funny. I did a gig the other day. I was in Bristol. And and I was stood at the back, and they're all. It was a there was a mixed bunch, but they were mainly quite young kind of students, you know, late teens, early twenties. And I was at the back, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to say to these people? Do they are they going to think I'm just an old prick? Am I this? Am I that? And then I watched one of the other acts, and he was he did this whole bit about the fact that he carries around photos of Adolf Hitler with him, <laughs> and it was it sounds shit, but it was really funny. And they were the place was falling apart. They were laughing their heads off so much, and it cracked for me. I went, "Oh, all right, yeah, we're going to be fine." And I went on, <laughs> and I went, "You know what? You young people, you get you get a bad rep for being like too right on, and you're too busy shouting at Gen X and blaming us for all this shit." And I've just watched you lot laughing at pictures of Adolf Hitler, and I'm but, like, "Oh, but we're going to be were, fine." When they were laughing, that that was proper belly laugh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper- and I think that but you'll know this more more than I ever will. No, no, but no. The, After this, the, you will you will start getting back out there, yeah. and you are going to start gigging because yeah. you're going to get a punch in the face from your mate, and I'm going to kick you in the ass. You're going to what in the ass? I'll kick you in the ass the same I, time. I couldn't hear the kick. I just. Oh right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went a bit weird but, then. Yeah, but you know, uh, with comedy as it is, with uh, with with it changing when a guy mm. does that about Hitler and there's proper belly laughs, is there, is there more, would you say that comedians have tamed down everything or do you think there forever, is there loads of people like the guy doing the Hitler stuff? Is that because there's still, a, I think there's a real desire when I did a Facebook show live and it was foul, there's a real desire for the naughty because the naughty has become so, you know, people are so scared of, of, of saying stuff. But when someone like does the Adolf Hitler thing, people fall about. There is a market still for mm. for that style of humour, right? Please tell me there is. Yeah, there is. Absolutely there is. That's what I'm saying to you. There's that. There's an assumption that, you know, you can't say anything anymore and you can't do this and you can't do that. But you can, you know, in context, and you can, it all depends on the intent. Depends on the intent. You know, like he wasn't, he wasn't making fun of, the people that you know that what Hitler had done, he was making fun yeah. of Hitler. Hitler, yeah, yeah, and you know, and it was like in in the, the context of it and the and the intent, and it was like, oh yeah, that's really funny, and 
I think that's it. It's it's you know you're there is a, there is a market for it. People aren't um, they are you know they are standing up for people and they are you know they are raising their voices against what's going on you know in Gaza and and you know trans issues and and gay rights and things like that. But at the same time, they're having a moment where they're going. Oh, I just want to laugh at a picture of Adolf Hitler for five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's there's that release, you know. Yeah, it, I think, it, it's, I think a, it's a good balance. Yeah. Do you um is there a, a real sort of trend in comedy at the moment when you're out there? Do you notice that there's a certain style that 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 is happening or a certain is it very topic led? Is there just nonsense? Is it a mixture of? Is there just people there just to make people laugh or people who want to have a voice and say something with a bit of funny? I think people, there seems to be a lot of people talking about, like I've said this before, there's just, they give a long list of, they go, oh, hello, my name's blah, 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 and I have ADHD, I have this, I have yeah. this, or I, I'm autistic, I'm blah, I'm blah, before they've even said anything else. And you yeah. kind of go, I've said it before, and you kind of go, all right, just let's 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 not focus on that bit, but write material yeah. about it, and then people go, oh, they're autistic. Oh, they are. They're this. They're that. Um, there's a bit of a trend just, just going, just listing things, and you're like, mm. it just isn't enough, is it? Because no. you know, like, if you're a certain style of comedian, I don't know, Francesca Martinez or Rosie Jones, yeah. you know, people get She doesn't need to say it. I mean, she does, and they do. But it's you know, when you haven't got something obvious, why bother? Because yeah. it's not. Because it's fucking boring you know come up with something a bit better than that not i don't mean rosie and francesca and others no. like you know that's it i'm talking about the people that aren't visibly disabled you know i've got adhd but i wouldn't want to go up there and start off it's just like people like yeah and the rest of the world's got adhd who cares mm. you know yeah, yeah, but yeah. rosie and francesca are different because you know not many people are do you know like rosie were when she started were doing that you know no 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 what he was not. doing no but that's she opened it. the way yeah, I think it's and it's yeah, and that's what it that's what it, it's 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 all we're all talking about these things, but it shouldn't just be. And maybe it's a defense thing. Maybe it's a nerves thing, where they go, look, I have this, this, and this. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, but that's the, the trend don't at the minute. Care as long as it's funny. Yes, and you know that's I mean? it. At the end of the day, it's that. It's it, yeah. if it's funny, people will well, people will laugh. It doesn't matter for people about anything, for people so. to have to hear about you or something about you that that's not obvious, obviously a, an obvious disability about it to hear for have people hear about you, they have to care about you. Mm. And so, if you're going to divulge a little bit of private information about you, the audience have to give a fuck. Yeah. And if the audience don't give a... F they're sat there going, well, I don't know you from Adam, like, you know. And I know that there might be certain things that you might you might connect with, with certain audience members. But just go out there and fucking make people laugh. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, sort of, John. That's, that's it. <laughs> However you do it, just make people laugh. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. We did, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, what I've noticed as well is that if you get too political people can tend to just sort of switch off a bit. They're like, oh, all right, I get it. I get it. Can you just, just I've just come out to forget about all that for a minute. You know, I've got this bit that's about, why you know, yeah. In the 90s or 80s, when Dallas and Dynasty were on the telly and people had, like, lives were a bit shit, turned on BBC One and they saw these glamorous people with big shoulder pads slapping each other in big mansions 
and it was a it was a watch of like wow you know this is we've got EastEnders it's grim but they know it's, it was a bit of light relief it was to take you away and I see that about the comedy it's just like I would be bored shitless if I saw a comedian talk about politics you know there's or, or social things that are going on at the time I I don't see that as clownery. I don't see that. I don't see you as a no. clown. I see you as a wordsmith and a clever wordsmith, and that's very good. But I, for me, comedy has to be about the visual, the funny bones, the funny voices, the the, the way you say it, the timings. That to me is is someone that will get me engrossed. You know, someone talking about stuff. I can get that if I go to the pub, and this yeah. is the pub bore. You know, it's. <laughs> You know, I don't want that. I want, I want to go and be entertained and go. I've just watched something magical and yeah. and fun, and I've laughed because that's the whole idea of going to a comedy club, right? Is to laugh. Absolutely. Not to come away, and you're allowed to make a point with it. But you know, there's the comedians like what's his name? That really well-known one that has his own BBC Two show. Worked with Richard Herring. Can't remember his name. Stuart Lee. Partner. Yeah. Like he he can strike the happy balance of that, you know. He can. Mm. That's his thing. But would I go and pay to see Stuart Lee? No. Could I watch him on telly for five minutes? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, really. I no no no. I there's. I remember being in Edinburgh a few years ago <clears throat> with Eddie Brimson, and Eddie Eddie's got this real. He's like he'll he'll go. He likes to go and find weird and wonderful. Like acts, not not just straight stand up. He's really into quite sort of surreal and um, slapstick stuff. And and he came back. He said, "I've just seen this fella. We have to go and see him tomorrow." And I'm like, "Who was it?" And I can't remember his name. Bob something. And he's from Yorkshire, I think. And he would just be on stage with a tea tray, and he's doing the tea tray song. And he's got a guy stood behind him. What's he doing? Wearing a balaclava holding something else and we're just watching this and I was like this is one of the best things I've ever seen it's just it didn't make any sense and it was brilliant and then he handed out trays like paper trays to everybody and then we were all doing the you know like the tea that was it wagon train or whatever it is where you have to bang the tray on your head yeah and we're all doing that (laughs) amazing see that brilliant that I I love that I went to see there's very few comics that I can go and watch an hour and a half. Jerry Sadowitz is one of them. Hmm. And I, I, I'm a big Sadowitz fan. And I love The Outrageous. And he had someone as an open act. And they spent their, they did an audio. I don't know. It would be the cast of EastEnders. Or it would be like the cast of TVAM would be talking. It would be like a recording. And then at the end of the recording, just for, he would get out, he would have a pretend machine gun. And he would just, the machine gun noise would come on and he would he'd be killing all the cast of, of TVAM or, or, it doesn't make sense what I'm saying at all, does it? He just, <laughs> used an, he just used an audio, had pretend machine guns and pretended to shoot at them. That was it. I know it doesn't do it any justice, it, me explaining it to you now, but I loved it. It was visually great and it was terrible, but, you know. But anyway, it's, that, it's, it's the intent, isn't it? Again, it's the intent. I like I like to watch people that say stuff and I go, Whoa, that's a bit near the mark. But you know they're joking. Like they're joking. They're not. But you do it, not- don't you? Because you go, um, because you, you almost you'll say something rude or terrible and, and they go, Ah, oh, I'm only you do, don't you? Almost like the only I do be. I'm yeah. just kidding, I'm just kidding. I don't mean it, I don't mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're likable, you can get you can get away with saying more terrible things than you probably care to imagine. 
because your likability means that the audience will allow you off from that. Yeah, there is a bit of that. I do. I've been talking about my 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 new baby and uh, saying about. I said this before. How all I do is put fluid in him, and then fluid just comes flying out. That's all he is at the minute. It's just a tube. If you had a car like that, you'd scrap it. <laughs> like, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. He's not been around long. I'll sell him for parts. Like, <laughs> do it, do and it. Then, but I did it. I did it in Bristol, and they went, they went, oh, and I went, all right, yeah, that was a bit. And I go, <laughs> oh, that was a bit. All right, yeah, maybe that was a bit dark. <laughs> it was like the first no. thing I said. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the first thing. Maybe sort of way in, way into, but yeah, fuck it. I think you've. You've got the ability to do that. I think like, I think when you're likable and you say terrible things, people let you get away with it more than you when you're... You know, Frankie Bowles, half of Frankie Bowles' problem, not that you care what I have to say, was if he was a little bit more likable, he wouldn't have got into nearly as much shit as he did. But it's because he doesn't come, yeah. ac he doesn't come across... He's actually a really nice bloke. I know he is, as, a, yeah. as off the stage, but on stage, he doesn't persona, have a lot... He knows that. He doesn't have a likable persona. But, you know, yes. there's, for, for, for real sort of comedy for me, you know, like Les Dawson and all those ones, big stars that I used to love, they were all likable. Um, Dame Edna, all likable. That could say really quite naughty things, but you, they got away with it. Mm. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Hinge and Bracket? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I did. So they, have you... Did you... One of them died, I think, last year. But I, yeah, I was never a big fan. Yeah, I was what? never a fan. I just remember them being on a lot, like Pebble Mill and things like oh, that. Oh God, that's real. <laughs> Do you remember Pebble Mill was great? We used to be off school. I used to get my one pound from Mum. I used to get my pot noodle, my jam donut, and sit and watch Pebble Mill with Judy Spires. <laughs> See, oh, yeah. Wonderful. I used to watch the Sullivans as well. Yeah, watch eating my. Oh, um... Did you like the Sullivans? I used to love the Sullivans. I used yeah, to that hate was... that one. Did you? I did for yeah. a bit, and then one day something clicked, and then I couldn't wait to get home for lunch and then watch the yeah. Sullivans while I'm eating a boiled egg. <laughs> I used to hate the opening credits because it was almost it wasn't in colour, and then one of them would they would all gather together, and one would grab a hat and run off, and the sister would run off after me. It was in the opening oh, credits. Oh yeah. I used to hate that, and I used to hate Flying Doctors, and I used to hate Sesame Street, but I used to love, oh. obviously, the Neighbours. The Neighbours was I, my no, favourite. I hated Neighbours. I hated... I didn't... I wasn't a big fan of Sesame Street, really, to be honest. I liked... I didn't care about... I'm not a big fan of the Muppets, either. I know this is no, terrible. No, I don't like puppets or cartoons, generally. I had... Richie, I had my first... Neighbours gave me my first TV hard-on. Really? When Jason Kiley got married, remember that famous thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, they kissed each other in a way that I'd never seen two people kiss each other on telly. It went open mouthed because you were so used to seeing people kissing like that, like dead yes. on on their lips. They opened their mouths. And I remember I had, a, I literally got, that was my first TV hard on, my first visual hard on was Linda Lasardi. Now, how times have really? changed. Yeah, use the world. Mine was Wonder Woman. Um, Linda Carter. Bella Emberg is Blunder Woman, isn't it? Really? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Bella Emberg. Yeah, don't lie now. Was Sorry. it really Linda Carter? Was it really Linda yeah, Carter? Yeah, Linda, Linda, Linda Carter, yeah. 
There we are. There we are. What about now? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know where it's gone now. I don't even. I don't even look at porn anymore. I get bored. You can't. That's be what bored. happens when you get old. I'm, like, it's not even. It's not. Are you even, saying that because your wife might be listening to this one? No, we actually talked about this last night. We were because someone we know has has got into trouble with it, and uh, and we were both saying like, I don't care what you look at. It's up to you. Don't look at what you want. Like, as long as it's, you know, legal, do what you like. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good start, really. As long as it's legal, does it matter? It no, depends. You, see, you two seem to have quite a confidently nice thing going on. So I think when you've got yeah. a connection that you're both on the same level, I think, and the trust and all that is there, it works. It's when there isn't that, that's when the problems arise. But you two yeah. seem to have it. I don't know you, obviously, at all, well, at all, really. But from what I see and spoke to, you two seem to sort of have a... There's a certain thing there that I think you probably have an understanding thing. of each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be honest, though, we I mean, considering what we've done in the last you know, couple of years since we've been together, we haven't, we've only really started to get to know each other in that time. It's like like yeah. we got married. We got married after a year. Then we had a baby the year after. It's like... What it's next? Full, what will uh, next year be? That's what we were saying yesterday. Like, what the fuck? Like, one of us is going to die or... Has, I think Kate should go and do stand-up with her baby. I think she's going to, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, when she gets back out there, she's going to start. Like, with have a pram a little... next to her on stage. <laughs> Just pushing the pram as she's doing her bit. No, seriously, never <clears throat> been done. Breast, start breastfeeding while she's telling jokes. Never been done. <laughs> you could start breastfeeding while selling jokes. Never been done. It's never been done. <laughs> Ah, oh, John, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Um, uh, so the next time I see you, you're going to be back out there gigging. Mm, just a little, just do, just do, just do, you, you're going to have to do the little open mic gigs and things like that just to get some stage time and some confidence. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hassle you. No, I, I will do it. I will. I just, I just need that. I don't need support because I never needed support before, but I do. There is something that's sort of lacking, so you'll probably get the occasional DM from me. It won't fine. be rude either. It, it will, because obviously what you do is what I would like to be doing is, I don't want to be closing a set. I mean, you can do all that with your eyes closed. I just want to hold a show together and then and then yeah. fuck off. But I, but I need to have something more substantial if someone doesn't turn up. And you know, that happens to you all the time. Suddenly, mm. someone that said they're coming can't, and you, that means you'll probably end up doing another twenty minutes. You know, the compare's got to make it better. The compare's got to sort of can't just go. Oh, you know, nothing. The show's yeah. not going to happen for another twenty minutes. Just drink. You've got to put it all together. So, yeah, I've just got to get that bit. But I just think getting out there first of all is the key, because then as well, you'll start to make connections and you'll start to meet people. And I think, and I was guilty of this as well. Is spending too much time on your own you do start to imagine stuff and you do start to I, I get in my head all the time I'm like oh people people think I'm a knob or I think I'm an idiot or this that and the other and it's not until I go I'll oh, just message and ask about that gig or message and ask about that thing and nine times out of ten they go oh mate we just thought you were busy and didn't want to do it yeah come and do it yeah. and you're like oh this is all in your own head like all these things yeah. that, you know thinking that people don't want to see you or don't like you or blah 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 I think this would do you the world of good, John, to yeah. get back out there, mate. And it will help you. You know this. It will help you with all the other stuff as well, like the fear of 
losing people and you know you'll get you'll get you'll you start to understand things a bit more because having spoken to you today and what you were telling me it's like i i it made me it saddens me john that someone as wonderful as you is is hiding away you know i don't want that john i want you to come out into the world and put the dicks to one side for 10 minutes and come and have a come and do something with me for a bit i'd like that come and come and join us no, I know. I should, I should do my first one again with your compound, but you don't ever do like um, open spots, do you? At your we, gigs, you're you're beyond that now. You know, I mean, it's... no, no, no. We've got we've got our own. We've got a couple of our own. That that's what we're going to do. We've got a couple of our own gigs. You're going to come and do that. That's what okay. you're going to do. All right. We've got a lovely gig. Uh, we've got a lovely gig near East Grinstead, and you're going to come and do that. Where's that? Lovely bunch. It's at the Hop Yard in Forest Row. My parents live in East Grinstead. That's where I was born. Well, there but, you are then. What a wonderful the, way to restart your career. I know. Shall I invite them along and horrify them? I mean, they, <laughs> the, they would have yes. a heart attack. They once saw my show at Crawley, and one of the shows um, involved my testicles coming out. And it was on video, and they were on the whole theatre. My balls looked like space hoppers, and it suddenly just—it suddenly occurred to me, Mum was in the audience, and I was like, "Bet you haven't seen those, you know? She hasn't seen those since I was a toddler in a bath." And then all of a sudden, now as a thirty-five-year-old adult, they were up there on the screen like massive kahunas. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. I vowed never to—I vowed never to have her again at a show. Listen, I will do that. Yes. I will that because you could save me from getting punched in my face by my best friend. There you so, go. But I, I'd like to say thank you for being lovely. And, and if anyone has stuck through this whole hour, then you deserve an award. But I'm, I'm sorry it was all about dongs or most of the way through. But I really, listen, I really appreciate you, uh, you being so lovely. And, you know, you didn't ask me to come on. I asked you to come on because no, I just but... knew that I wanted to chat to you. And I, I, I appreciate your kindness. It means a lot. Because oh, I wouldn't John, do this otherwise. Yeah. I wouldn't do this with someone I didn't know. I hate doing them, but not oh, with you. Mate. So. This has been lovely. And I've, you're going to make me cry in a minute. Um, no, let's get, you let's, are. Let's, you, let's, you've I'm, got a way about you, which is kind. Thanks, mate. I'm going to send you my number. We're going to exchange numbers. I'm going to get you to do this gig. And then your mate won't, won't punch you in the mouth. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So where can, can we, we find you on the... Go on, go on. Can, can we get off with each other out the back? See what it's like. <laughs> I'll give you a snog. All right. Will you? <laughs> yeah. I've got I'll a little bit of you. gingivitis. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. If anyone's if anyone's listening, I haven't got gingivitis. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's awful. Uh, well, congratulations. Who has halitosis these days? Do you know anyone with halitosis? Um, no one under the I... age of sixty has halitosis anymore. <laughs> Do you want to bring it back? <laughs> 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 this sounds about <laughs> What a song. Uh, John, where can we find you on the socials, mate? Uh, you can find me in most disabled toilets in Morrison's around the country. Okay. But if not, uh, news agent, I don't know. I'm not on Twitter at the moment and I'm not, I'm on Facebook, but on Instagram, news agent, just look up news agent provocateur. I'm around. I'm, I'm lurking like a pervert in a, in a in a in a park. Laundry. Yeah, yeah, in a park. Just just lurking just lurking around, not really too active. Occasionally I come out and do a deed and then I go back <laughs> back in the bush. 
Then I go back behind the bushes. It's the fact that you call them deeds. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that sound worse? Oh, John. It's been lovely talking to you. This has been Insane in the Membrane. I've been Rich Wilson. This has been Dame John O'Sullivan. What a wonderful chat. And we'll see you next time. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.